Hey, first of all, fam, if you are in New York between August 23rd and September 18th only, you can go check out an amazing new play presented by the Mayi Theater Company called Once Upon a Korean Time. It's by Daniel K. Isaac, and it is mixing traditional Korean fables with the horrors of the Korean War. So it gets really deep, but it's funny and deeply moving. It's an analog for the experiences of the Korean-American diaspora. He moves through his characters through time and traces the legacies of trauma that's passed down from one generation to the next and the various coping mechanisms that each one uses to soldier on. Something that I've definitely dived into, and first of all, and can deeply relate to. So uh, I hope you guys will go check that out. The show features sea kings, bubbles, tigers, generational trauma, and barbecue. Definitely an interesting mix. And it's the professional playwriting debut for Daniel K. Isaac, who's a writer for The Billions, The Chinese Lady. Um, It's at... La Mama's Ellen Stewart Theater in New York City. It's a very limited engagement. Again, August 23rd through September 18th only. And tickets are now available by visiting ma-yi-theater.org. I'm going to spell it out for you because theater spelled a little differently and there's a hyphen. So it's M-A-hyphen-Y-I-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org. Go check it out. Enjoy the show. Dive into a different world. Feel all the feels and have a great time. And then... Let me know what you think about it. You're listening to Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang. I'm an actor, producer, and filmmaker here to share inspiring stories and to walk through everyday life with you. Hope you're doing well, staying happy, joyful, healthy, all of the good things. I hope that your day is going great. If anybody's watching TikTok and got sucked into the Bama Rush thing, I know um, Alyssa, if you're listening to this, she knows. I hope you're having a great day, not just a good day. I don't even know her name. I think it's like Kaylin or something, but there's this little blonde cherub from Alabama from the sorority world that just became a thing for a moment and I can't get it out of my head when I'm saying like, have a good day. I'm like, have a great day, not just a good day. If you know, you know. If you don't, hi. Welcome to the podcast. This week's episode was massively therapeutic for me to just hash things out with the lovely spirit that is our guest, the lovely Dia Frampton, who is a half Korean singer, songwriter, actor, and screenwriter from Utah. Um, Known Dia for years. We have seen each other through many creative endeavors and relationships. And in this week's episode, I was like, I forget where I bumped into her. It was like when we're reacclimating to the post-COVID socializing life. And I was like, how's everything been going? And we just kind of exchanged a look or something. And I remember it just, it spoke volumes. And recognizing the pain that is entering or re-entering or taking a, you know, hiatus from the dating scene. And I was like, okay, let's talk about it. So we are here this week to talk about red flags in dating, amongst other things. And hopefully for any of us out there who are dealing with the same insanity and 
trying to read through all of the different cues or not read them and then deal with the aftermath of having not read them, whatever it may be, we're here for you. Um, Dee and I have very different backgrounds in, in this space. So you guys will get to hear all of that. And there's some highly entertaining stories. I'm just excited for you guys to tune in um, and hopefully provide some therapy and entertainment for all of you out there listening and for everybody always the dating episodes i think it's so funny because it's educational for people who are booed up and in stable committed relationships and have no idea of the dumpster fire that is dating in you know modern day in 2022 or 2021 or during covid or in just the last five years where everything's the culture's changed a bit so yeah it's it's fun to know that we are giving you the inside look a portal, if you will, into this universe. Happy to be here and share our stories with you. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Learn a thing or two, laugh, cry, whatever you need to do to to let it all out. We're here for you. Dia, um, gotta check out her music. She's a very talented musician. Her and her sister uh, have, a, have a band, have a group, and we'll definitely link everything in the bio, so check it out. But without further ado, here is... Red flags in dating with Dia Frampton. Enjoy. Yeah, came in '88 with a dream, also bright eyed. They knew right away, sink or swim. There's no lifelines. Cutting the teeth on the move. Hi, Dia. Welcome back to First of All. Thank you. It's good to be here. How are you? The last time we recorded, it was years ago, and it was at your apartment on a hot day. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. And once again, it is a hot day. So we're just keeping with the, you know, tradition. Seriously. I actually spoke to somebody this morning at a meeting with a, an awesome director from Hong Kong. And she was like, I was telling her like, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I know everyone likes LA because of the weather and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, uh, I want to say I don't like the weather, the sameness. It just drives me crazy. <laughs> That's what somebody else said. They said that time flies here because there's no seasons. Yeah. There's no like urgency, like, oh, a yeah. year has gone by. <laughs> You're like, Very same. True. <laughs> same, same. Um, how have you been through this lovely last two and a half years that we've had? Oh, man. I mean, I have just been trying to stay in it. Um, mm. Of course, I, I, I mean, we were just talking a little bit beforehand, but I started writing screenplays um, yes. just because I was sitting inside. And, you know, as, as an actor, we didn't have any auditions for a very long time and everything stopped. So I just started writing screenplays. Uh, I wrote a couple feature films and, of course, picked up bread baking and um, started <laughs> learning how to <laughs> uh, play piano. I, I wanted to learn how to read piano sheet music because I can't read sheet music. And it's kind of oh. funny because people just assume that I can. Yeah. Um, I just kind of mess around on the piano. But I said to myself, you know, I'm going to I'm going to learn how to read sheet music. And then, of course, um, I have never been on dating apps before. And oh. COVID pushed me on to the apps. Oh, my God. It was yeah. not good. <laughs> <laughs> and the verdict is, you know, I actually, um, it's interesting because I, I have been on and off Raya, which is kind of like the elite kind of douchey one. <laughs> okay. Like, I have not been on Raya, so I hope you enlighten me at some point, but yeah. Okay. It's, it's the 
app where like you kind of have to know somebody or like oh, yeah. have a certain amount of Instagram followers. Like it's it's a little bit um it's a little bit yeah, it's kind of it's just it's not nice. It's it's not, you know, you have to know somebody to know somebody to get on or whatever, but um, there's an application and pr- approval process. I- exactly. So I was on there for a little while and then I I've been on and off Hinge and on and off Bumble and um it was funny cuz I got back on Hinge a couple weeks ago and then I just thought, "Oh, I can't do this. It's just too much stress." Mm. And so I deleted Hinge. And then the day mm. that I deleted Hinge and I was like, "I'm just going to meet people in real life." My neighbor asked me on a date. Oh my god. That's right? the cutest. It was that's, really cute. That's some that's some that's some like beautiful synchronicity law of attraction beauty like cute, meet cute right there. Yeah, How but you go? know what Minji, like I was not ready for I mean, you know that people <laughs> say it's really hard to ask somebody out in person now in 2022? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody ever says that it's really hard to be asked out in person in 2022 because it caught me so off guard because nobody does that. And so when he said, he said, um, he's my neighbor that I always kind of see. I go on walks in the back alley behind my apartment. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, my backyard. That sounds safe. <laughs> right? Okay. Because I don't have a yard. So I just walk back and forth in this kind of like alleyway full of trash and uh, cars. And Okay. Um, <laughs> And my neighbor walks his dog and we always kind of just say hi. And, you know, over the months, it's always like, oh, hey, did you get a haircut this week? And he says, yeah. Or like, oh, do you want some avocados? And I said, yeah. And um, and then he just said, hey, Dia, are you single? Like, would you want to go out on a date? And I literally turned into <laughs> you. Uh, you would think that I was asking him out. <laughs> I was just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like kind of single, but like, uh, you know, like dating apps are kind of crazy, and it's been tough. And ha- have you? Are you single? Like, what? You- <laughs> it was bad. No, he's not at all. Because he's asking date. He's not single at all. It oh my god, how cute! Bad. And I then know, I turned you're like sitting creeper. in embarrassment. I'm just like giddy. I'm like, that's adorable. I mean, it was it was too much, and then I think I got creepy because he asked for my number and I said, I don't have my phone. Do you have a phone? And he said, no. So we were just both walking around without our phones, um, which was kind of cute. Cause then he said, Oh, that that's why I like you. You don't have your phone on you. And, and I was, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm totally Aww. like disconnected from social media, which is not true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I didn't have his number. He didn't have my number. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go like write down my number and leave it on his doorstep. Creepy. That's even cuter. That's not Is creepy. So I left it on his doorstep and then like three days passed and I walked by and I checked to see if my note was gone and it was gone. And I said, oh, he hasn't texted me. This is kind of weird. Maybe it oh. flew away in the wind or maybe a bird came and picked up my number <laughs> thinking it was a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe some jerk cat. Sorry for cat lovers out there. Maybe a cat came up. It was a jerk in the middle of the night and like right? ate it or something. Or maybe all the eligible men knew that my number was on this doorstep and they all rushed and were like fighting over it in the middle of the night. Totally. Totally. <laughs> and then they got um, in a big fight and then the paper got ripped and so the numbers all became disparate little pieces and they're like, what? shit, now we, none of us have our number. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. But I am such a worst case scenario person in LA because I, I just have low expectations of people that literally in my mind I was like, 
oh my gosh, he's married. I left my number there and now they got in a big fight and they're getting a divorce. (laughs) Your next screenplay is just unfolding in front of your eyes. Totally normal expectations and thought process. Like process? Mm -hmm. A thought process. Processes. Mm -hmm. Processes. Um, But anyway, three days later, I saw him outside and I said, oh, um, can I have your number? And oh, I shouldn't have said his name. <laughs> we can bleep it out. If we get married, then, you know. But um, I just said, you know, can I get your number? And he said, oh, I have your number. You left it on my door. <laughs> and where's, okay, red flag. I was like, <laughs> why didn't you text me? I've just been thinking I've been a creepy person for four days. But I guess he was just hanging out and he had parents in town and he wanted to text me over the weekend. So, you know. Interesting. So has he since? Is this a very recent occurrence? It is a very recent occurrence. I think we're hanging out on Saturday. Okay. But I think he is going to drop off some fresh avocados from his tree before then. So, I mean, I was just going to say I'm swooning because that's a great currency right there. It might be like low-hanging fruit (laughs) Uh, for him, but that's just – I mean, avocados are A, delicious and B, really expensive. That's a very nice little gesture. Right. Yeah. But I am I'm I'm a little annoyed that he didn't text you right away and be like, "Hey, I have your number. I'm busy." Communication. Yeah. Because that it, I mean, that just made me feel I, I mean, I could I park my car on his street cuz parking's really hard, you know, LA. And I've been trying to not park on his street cuz I just can't be that creepy yeah. person. And now it's But just you're not hard a creepy cause... person, but now it's like complicated cuz you have to navigate around this person that was like a benign, innocuous neighbor now becomes a thing. Yeah. Ugh. And he's seen me in the same T-shirt every day for three months. <laughs> and I never cared. You know, it's just when things change because I'm just sitting in my house writing music or writing something. And I'm in my Tom Petty shirt or my shirt with a bunch of Miami fish on it. Cute. Love it. And um, and I'll just walk around and like take my little alley walks and he's there. And I've never thought to myself, oh, he's seen me in this fish shirt 75 times. It's just, you know, my neighbor. And now I'm like, I have to get dressed to go walk the alley. <laughs> no, don't do that. You don't need to, dear. And let me be the friend that's like, you don't need to. Your, like your fish shirt was a magnet. To because that's age sounds so adorable and it's so authentic and so you and be you're already freaking gorgeous like oh my gosh no I like was, I was it's been, but like own it and you know you are enough as you are and that's I think such a funny ridiculous annoying entertaining part of like the whole dating dynamic or like the relationship that's it's like on a dime it changes everything right the dynamic that was so comfortable and chill because it didn't matter <laughs> mm-hmm. now all of a sudden it becomes like a thing that becomes so fraught with like oh but am I unattractive now or what did you like how can I continue this and you're just like I don't even know if I like you I haven't had a full date with you yet or conversation mm-hmm. it's just so, it's yeah annoyingly entertaining and well when you're not living it when you're living it it's like torture <laughs> so my heart goes out to you Oh, thank you. Dating is um, dating is very, very hard. Mm. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've uh, yeah, it's me. I too have been on and off the apps. Currently yes. off because I'm just like, it got to be too much. It's such a, it's such an ordeal. Like, 
not to not to crap on it like right out the gate or like there's a lot of fun elements to it that obviously there would be like otherwise why would be on it but like I think at this point, at this juncture where we've had years upon years with many different dating apps at our disposal now, like people have experienced from different angles and different timelines, it's exhausting. Like there's Mm -hmm. fun parts, yes. It's very like dopamine providing, like, you know, getting a match, getting a heart, somebody like complimenting you. Those things can be really, really fun and cute and all that. And it can also like just be so mind-numbing and yes discouraging and like absolutely like if I have to tell one more person about how my day went or what book I'm (laughs) reading right now or what song I like I'm gonna jump off a bridge I am so with this why I deleted it I was like I can't do it anymore I don't want to be creative I'm like I've been rocking Toto's Africa all week bro what are you up to like (laughs) come on like You know, but Minji, I'm like pretty big on um, like, let's just go out immediately because I don't know if you've had this experience, but um, sometimes I will chat it up with someone, you know, we're talking about their family and where they grew up and what they're, you know, what they do with their career and what they enjoy and yada, yada, yada. And you kind of picture like this guy was sending me photos of him this was um obviously a while back but photos of like him and his uh family setting the table for the holidays and I just thought this is so nice and it was cute and uh, and then we met up in person and within 10 minutes lovely human being amazingly wonderful person no chemistry no vibe whatsoever and within it took 10 minutes of in-person time um you know, versus we had talked for like two weeks at that point via text. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, how are you? I'm listening to Toto's Africa. Let's go to a bar and get a drink tomorrow. Maybe it comes off desperate, but I'm like, let's not waste each other's time, dude. That's not, that's not desperate. I say again, at this juncture and everyone's coming into the, the dating circle, this circus that has been existing and evolving like the blob for so many years. If uh, I hope they can, it's just, you're diving into a rushing river. Okay. And so you're just going to have to learn quickly if you're new to it. And if it's off putting then like, Oh, so be it. Like literally that's kind of the beautiful thing. And the really sad thing about it is it's an endless river of people. Right. So if Mm -hmm. it, if it's awkward and it's just like, okay, Whoa, like I don't pin that as desperate. I, I pin that as considerate and efficient because why, why waste anyone's time? You know what I mean? If you're assuming, which is it's a valid assumption to think the other person on that side is also matching with various people and having various conversations, also lives a full and, you know, they have a full plate of life that they're living. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to assume they have like eight jillion hours to randomly text for like two plus weeks of no. Yeah. I think all parties considered, in my opinion, there has to be a good amount of back and forth enough to establish you're not a crazy person, which is why we're like, I want to talk about like the red flags um, and just different experiences that we've had in order to assess where we're at in this insanity that we're living in still. And yeah. then also how to just navigate it better because even if say, and I love that we're not only talking because you you started this out with the cutest story. I'm just like so tickled by it that you got asked on this very cute date. I know. I'm going to let you know how it goes. I'm going to get my avocados today. Please do. I am one th- <laughs> I will not text you during your date, even though I'm totally tempted to be like, how's it going? But I won't. Um, um, well, there's one 
red flag. Uh huh. So this has nothing to do with anything that he's done. But the hard thing about dating somebody that you just approach and not on a dating app is, um, okay, so I'm turning 35 in a month. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, hey, how old are you? He's 27. Oh. Um, I would never – like, for example, if I got on Hinge, I think I put my dating range, if I'm 35, I usually go like 31 to 40 right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, But if somebody was like a little outside of there, I might, you know, be chill with it. But that's not what I'm aiming for. But right. it, I, I think like I could be wrong. Do not disinformation me. But I'm pretty sure that like aren't male brains not even fully formed <laughs> at 20 don't they fully form at 28 i think Isn't i that don't know the science behind that but i know there's a whole slew of women on tiktok who will argue that they never fully develop but uh <laughs> that's just like the i sorry i had to say it. but like i don't know that age actually but that is a very good question of of developmental anything like xyz like yeah. i actually had a debate with a friend about how young he will go because that's such a different paradigm, right? Of like yeah. male, straight males, cis hetero males um, on dating apps or dating in general or in life and marrying people that are like 20 years younger, which I think is like the more grown up I become, the grosser I think all that is. I'm like, they're a mm-hmm. child. I look at someone under 25 right now, honestly, and I'm like, that's sick. If you're over 30, like what business do you have talking to an infant? Like that's, and that's not judging. I'm not judging anyone under 25. I'm saying the disparity of like, usually I'm being very, you know, I understand how I'm coming off. Don't care. Like where you're (laughs) at in life, the again, development that you've gone through life experiences, maturity, maybe I'm just being too generous, but I think that there's the older we get and the bigger the gap gets and the okayness that there is on that side and then how it is on our side is very interesting to me and where the ick factor starts to play into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, well, it's also like, um, oh man, I just totally lost my train of thought because my Google finally worked of when a brain fully develops. (laughs) Oh, got it. Okay. The rational part of a teen's brain isn't fully developed until 25 or so. Then it says men mature after women. Men mature? I mean, yes. Men's brains mature at age 43 compared to age 32 for women? That seems wrong. That seems seems very wrong. 43. This is on Medical Daily. I don't know. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to stop. I'm going to get off Google because I had to check that. We'll look into it later and we'll now regroup at a later time. Yeah. Well, there's going to be so many guys like, is that a peer reviewed article? I mean, which is fair. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there is a great disparity with age. And you know what I think about is, it's not only, you know, when I think about a 25 year old human, think about yourself. When I was 25, I was a completely different person than I am now. On yep. every level. Yep. Confer. So to think about somebody dating me at 25 versus now is is just – it's – you're dating a different human. It's, is, the, is the fact that he's under 28 the red flag? It is a and- huge red flag. But he, mm-hmm. it's not that like – 
there's nothing he can do about it, obviously. And there's nothing I can do about it except like stock up on retinol cream. So, you know, I'm kind of just, uh, I, I don't know what to do. And he said, does that freak you out? And I said, no, but maybe it should freak you out. Like, would you want to think about this? Like, you don't have to call. We don't have to hang out. I totally understand if you don't feel comfortable. I think I'm quite a bit older than you. And he said, no, it doesn't bother me at all. So I just, I don't, I'm getting avocados today. Okay, Minji, I'm getting avocados. Yes, you enjoy your avocados. And I'll say that this is like, there's a different generational thing that's happening here. I mean, he's not like, well, kind of a different generation. Like he's what, eight years younger than you, right? I'm like, I'm doing math all of a sudden. He's eight years younger than you. There is a difference, right? That's like a whole high school and college, yeah. right? Uh, it's chunk of years in between. And I, I totally relate with that. And it becomes less of a thing, you know, when you're, if you're both of you are over 30, say that he's like 30 and you're 38, even like that can feel, again, depending on your cultural normalization, that'll feel different depending on who you are. But I'll also say that this, these younger guys lately, holy crap. And also because, 30 plus women are freaking stunningly gorgeous and mature and like handling our lives and like not what it used to be. And I can totally see the appeal. I'm just saying. And also thank you, Priyanka Chopra, who like, (laughs) she's like, I'm going to, I don't care. Like Nick Jonas is my man. And he, I don't care if he's what, 10 years plus my junior. She's like, I'm a cougar and I don't give, yes, live, slay Priyanka. She got hers. And it's like, it's created this different dynamic where younger guys are like bolder. I'll say on my hinge, I got a bunch of younger dudes who hearted my thing. And I'm honest about my age. Some people lie about that, right? Which I think is, again, different red flag when you find out that they lied about their age on a dating app. Very big flag. Big red flag, um, which has happened to me. And then, um, yeah, I just think they're emboldened. And yes, there's definitely the question of the developmental thing and like all those things to take in consideration. And it depends, like, are you there for a good time or a long time? Yeah. But, but it's, it's such really a double standard now. with men. It's, it's you know, guys date 20 years younger and it's not a big deal. But women, there are the few women that are kind of holding the fort that are saying it's it's okay. And it's just, it's it's such a huge double standard and it's just kind of, it's ridiculous. But there definitely is an age where it's just not okay. Like, you know, yeah. photos of Dane Cook and his girlfriend that looks like his grandchild is strange it's icky say the least also saw him on dating apps too early on because i again i was so you just declare yeah and i was like is this really and i think it was because like again you can tell by the quality of the photos like is this like somebody pulled this from google or is this someone from someone's phone you know like Mm. there's ways to assess those things which is also another red flag because there's so many bots and catfishers out there how can you tell if somebody is a real person which i think on both sides People get so wary of, which I think is a very good question to ask. How can you tell yeah. this person's actually who they are and the age that they say they are? There's a lot of that. That like the way that they chat with you or do or don't want to meet up with you can be a huge red flag. Too. Yes, uh, and you know it's been interesting though to to see red flags. But I've had this issue of I was talking to my sister Meg about this recently, um, and I told her. Sometimes I see red flags or I know that I'm not connecting with someone, but there's a piece yeah. of me that just wants to connect so badly. And I yeah. don't know if if it's 
the desperation of coming off of eight bad dates and this is the ninth date and I just really want (laughs) this to work, you know, like where, and it it kind of depends on where you're going with your life. Because if like, let's say I booked a job and I'm out touring and doing some music, then I don't even care about dating apps. But if I'm just sitting at home and yeah, date number 10 and all of it has been bad, then, then I just want so badly to connect and I ignore red flags. Totally understandable. That's why I think like when all these conversations happen and my TikTok is like flooded with relationship stuff coming at all these things from every angle. um, I think it's such a – it's always like a nuance. Everything's with a grain of salt, highly entertaining no matter what. Mm. And it's always like in terms of being applicable to self, it's always grain of salt. Like you have to be like, well, it depends, right? Yeah. Not to excuse bad behavior. I think if anything prompts like danger, like that's where I think listening to your instincts is so important. There's a spectrum of red flags, I guess. Some would be like bright burning on fire red and some of them are more <laughs> like a orange or yellow. You know what I mean? Like pay attention to that, but it's not going to like put you in any sort of like physical, emotional, mental danger. Yeah. That's where that like has to be assessed and evaluated. But things depend on like where you're at in life, right? Like yeah. maybe you are just – I'm out touring and I'm going to be in XYZ city for a week and I'd love to go on a date to find someone to be a tour guide. Yeah. That's one thing. That's different than like I've been on 14 bad dates and I really would just like to find my person and get the hell off this app. Those are very different circumstances in order to like vet people, right? Absolutely. And like how much you're going to hold against that person said flag. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any tangible, like, I mean, there's, there's red flags where I'm like, oh, that was kind of an interesting thing to say, you know, but it, are there any red flags that are very tangible things for you right off the bat? Like, for example, I do not like people that are late. Mm, um, yeah. Another one is, um, I guess I'll tell you all of mine first. <laughs> Please do. Oh, yes. Um, Another one is when the guy picks a spot that is – this happens to me all the time, Minji. We'll pick a bar – well, he'll pick a bar and, you know, I'll drive 45 minutes or whatever to Culver City to meet him and then I realize that he lives literally down the street. It's just – Oh, ew. It's just – it happens every time. It's just so inconsiderate to pick somewhere – like that, you know, um, yeah, and, no. and I don't even mean like close to his house so you can go home with him. It's not, it's just like driving in traffic. There's very few men that say, Hey, what neighborhood do you live in? I can come out to you. Or, mm. um, even this would be nice. Hey, what neighborhood do you live in? I can meet you in the middle. Like that rarely happens. It's always, Oh yeah, here, like, let's go to this bar in Santa Monica or West Hollywood. And they don't ask at all where I'm coming from or driving from, you know? Oh, that's terrible. Um, I, that's definitely happened to me in the past. I don't know. Again, I've been through so many variations of my interactions with dating apps. And I can even dissect this by like the app or like the kind of people. I will say, I hope it's because I've become better to myself and therefore instinctually don't match with people. But I think the people that I've conversed with and like met up with and gone on dates with, m- vast majority of them recently have offered that. They've like, really? like, hey, where do you live? Like, I'll come close to you. Like, I'll, uh, whatever. 
Yeah, I've actually lately, and be, and because I think for me, I wouldn't tolerate that. Like, I would just be like, either I don't know if I ghost, but like, it's just it hasn't that lately, and it has happened in the past, and that is the experience of like, no, not doing that again, because that says a lot about, uh, in my in my opinion, people can all, have all their opinions on like gender norms and all that. It's just really rude, and I mm-hmm. do think that we still live in a gender unequal society. Um, And I just, I I personally like chivalry in that aspect of like, yeah, you're going to ask me out, then like come closer to me or at least halfway, the bare minimum. I think that is, that's absolutely Yeah. I, I'm, I'm big on that too. I mean, I, I, I grew up in Utah, you know, I'm definitely big on, chivalry and gentlemen. And I have a lot of female friends that they, that they actually get offended if somebody picks up the bill or something like that. And I Mm. am the complete opposite. Um, I think both are fine. Um, but I, I mean, I I like the person to ask where I live, what, what, like what's convenient for me. I like them to pick up the bill. They don't have to take me to Nobu sushi. Like we can go to a taco truck and like get cheap margaritas and tacos. I don't care. Um, I I just, it's a consideration. Right. But I swear, I don't know what I'm putting out, but I always end up driving across town for them. And I'd say, they pick up the bill 30% of the time. Mm. 70% of the time we split it or I pick up the bill. Uh, I, I I think depending on perspective, splitting can be okay. Depending, again, other factors involved of like, did they come to you? Like if somebody came all the way to me, I'm totally down to offer like, oh, I'll get, I don't, I can't even drink. But like if they want, I'll like, I'll get you a drink. Thanks for coming out. I'll offer that. You know, I won't be like, you have to buy me the drink. But the usually I get shut down. I'm like, no, 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 I got it. Like I'm treating them. Like, Thank you. That's again, recently before I'd be like either I, I did cover the bill maybe once and then just didn't date that person again. But I also have split the bill. But we're going to manifest this for you, Dia, because no, no more. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's always silly, though, because in my head, I'm like, OK, so they didn't pick up the bill and they didn't, you know, come to a place in your neighborhood, but maybe they just don't think that way. And they're like a really kind hearted person. But at the same time, those things, even though they seem small and maybe petty can lead to, you know, other bigger things. Like just, is this person considerate of other people? Are they generous? Right. Right. Um, Things like that. Conversely, are they entitled? Are they, are they, you know, there are people I've, I've, Matched with people, I don't think I've met up with too many people or gone on dates with people that there are people that really just exist and they they think that the world revolves around them. They they're mm-hmm. absolutely I have gone on dates with people like that. They're again they're not malicious, so it is harder to detect. And this is where I had like my <laughs> oceans of insecurity to wave through that I learned through all these like insane experiences of mine. They're not insane, but like all these very educational experiences and dates of like you really just grew up thinking that like you don't have to do anything. You just mm. show up and everybody starts praising you. And I've had that happen of a guy that I like we dated, but we were not like a thing. That was another red flag of this guy, uh, this one particular experience. Like we dated for like three, four months. So a while back and like he just tall, handsome dude, not the most charismatic, but like has a, an aura about him. He attracts mm-hmm. a lot of attention. He's really actually quiet and very shy, but people would just like 
our waiters would be like, your boyfriend's so handsome. And I was like, first of all, he's not my boyfriend. (laughs) You don't need – and he could hear him. You know what I mean? And I'm like, don't feed this. This is gross. Like, stop. Like, everyone's like, oh. And he's like smiling. And that's the pretty privilege that absolutely 1,000% exists. Yeah. You could just tell. There are people that show up and they don't think that they have to try. The world has not required them to do so. Period. Yeah. Like, they don't need to try. That is that is so true. And, and it's, I mean, you almost can't blame them in a weird way. I, I dated somebody for a very short time that was like a full-time model. How I dated him, I don't know. But, but he was like this gorgeous Brazilian model. And it, yeah, that you're same gorgeous, realization And why wouldn't you? <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I was just like, you know, his last girlfriend was just like a spy. like a famous super superstar and I was just I was just watching his life and it it was the same thing I'm like this guy has never had a problem nobody messes up his name at Starbucks you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just doesn't happen for him but those kinds of people you don't want like they're not gonna be in your corner in the long run they're not gonna like love is such a a kind of messy thing. Yeah. And you want somebody that, you know, like my, I was telling you, like my little sister's husband just got in a car accident and it's just been, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been really kind of beautiful to see how much they care about him. And my sister, you know, the doctor said, you know, go home and sleep. There's going to be a nurse next door all night. My sister slept at the hospital every single night for the last week. Mm. And it's just been, you know, I, it's, it's been kind of, I mean, obviously the car accident was terrible, but watching them and their love and how they care about each other has just been so incredible. And I'm like, am I going to find that on a, on a dating app? Um, you might, there are people that do, it's a rarity. I don't think it's like the most common thing. I think it's a lot of just like trial and error that happens with the dating, yeah. but all me being the optimist here, like being the storyteller, if you will, I think the narrative I build is that I have, I, it has been educational, good, bad, and everything in between teaches Mm -hmm. me what it is that I want. Therefore it's valuable. And the most, the more repetitive something is, the more it's only telling me that I haven't grown up or like Mm -hmm. something's or, and, or I'm tolerating, or we collectively as a human species are are tolerating too much BS at this point. Like something needs to change. So in all in all, it's like, A, I think it's totally possible. Is it like the only way? Absolutely not. Your neighbor asked you out on a very cute way. Um, But like you you never know. It can totally happen. And I think the more that we are able to identify the flags – yellow, orange, red. I'm just like giving all the colors and the green, <laughs> green flags or the green light, like what, what constitutes, yeah, this actually feels really good. It feels healthy. And like, let's move forward on it. Being able to discern that and then act on it. I think that's what helps get closer to whatever that target is, right. Of like a really yeah. healthy, nurturing relationship, but not, but, and I'm just like, that's why I appreciate all of these, like well, on my TikTok is like, people are being so much more vocal about it, which, which helps me learn from theirs and also examine my own trends and patterns mm-hmm. of like, for me, I, I think I've definitely gone through my phase of being overly accommodating, like the red flags of like, yeah, if they're openly inconsiderate or like, for me, a big flag is like how the way that the conversations go, like you can tell, I think, again, I've had so many that 
it, I, no, it I tells hear you all your red flags, all the tangible well, red flags. So the way the conversation is going. Yeah. Like how quickly they'll even respond and what their opening line is, you know, and then it, it's, it's a clear indication of like what their vibe is or what they're after. Some of them send you an emoji right away of like sweating emoji and they're telling you you're hot. You're like, thank you for the compliment. You're clearly not, this is not, you're not, it's not, you're standing, you're not setting this up for a relationship. This is, mm-hmm. you're, you're flirting and maybe that's what you're there for. And that can be fine. Right. But even just like from the get go, the conversation can indicate like, what are you, what are your intentions? Right. Mm-hmm. Or how seriously should I take you? Right. Like, yeah. And then like, if they're messaging you at like 2 AM, either maybe like, okay, you can be gracious about it. And maybe they're just a night owl or maybe they're just like, you up, like, <laughs> can I come over, you know? And that's happened in like stuff like that. And like the frequency and like we were talking about earlier, like how quickly they'll go from conversation to, um, meeting, like the mm-hmm. communication style, like there's people that will take, like they'll initiate conversation. I'll recipro- like, I'll respond. And then like four days will go by without a response to that initial conversation. Right. Without, yeah. Hey, sorry, I was busy. Like you we're just talking on a dating app. You don't owe me like an explanation. However, if you want this to go to a date, it's considerate to be like, Hey, actually I was really busy with work. Like, how are you doing? Whatever. Right. Just acknowledgement of like, I know that I kept you waiting for like yeah, four four days a week or whatever. Yeah. And just kind of glossing over that. That to me at this point is like a flag of like how do you communicate and yeah. how do you like take my time in consideration? You know? Yeah. I think so too. Uh, you know what one ugh. thing that I think about that is like kind of weirdly a, a green flag? And mm-hmm. I, I told my sister this the other day, but – Sometimes if I'm talking to somebody and I'm just like, oh, you know what? Like, I just don't, I'm just not getting like the vibe. And I can't really explain it beyond that. They're, they're, they're a nice person. They're very interesting, but I just don't feel compelled to continue to continue. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying really hard to work on not ghosting people and just communicating. So I will often Good. say like, Hey, I um, am really not feeling a romantic connection with you right now. So I don't want to waste your time. And I don't think it's a good idea to meet up. Or if we have met up, say, I don't think it's a good idea to meet up again. Um, But like, I hope you find what you're looking for, blah, blah, blah. And I think the biggest green flag is I've gotten guys that have been like, cool, thanks for nothing. Or like giving me like a (sighs) thumbs up emoji and like a wave hand. But then there's been some guys like this one guy that I was chatting with for a little bit. He he just said, oh, thank you so much for being up front. Like I, I totally yeah. understand and I appreciate you. And I really hope that you find what you're looking for too. You're such, or you seem like such a nice person. And I really um, would have liked to get to know you, but like, I wish you well. And then when I get that message, I'm like, like can we go out again? <laughs> I'm like, actually, wait, do you like, maybe we can go to the, cause it's just, it's such a nice thing. I actually, I dated this guy that I met on an app and honestly, Minji, we, we maybe dated for the period of maybe like two to three weeks. And, you know, it wasn't every day. We just go to a movie or we'd go to dinner a few days later or whatever. So it yeah. felt very, very new to me. And, and I just, I had picked up some red flags and I thought, okay, this is, this is not my person. He's a, he's a cool person, but he's not my person. So I told him, I thought, Lena, we, we would be better off friends. 
And holy smokes, did I dodge a bullet. I have texts, like novels and novels of texts. Mm. He told me to descend into hell. What the? (laughs) Oh, that's frightening. Yeah. And he said, you know, I have so many other options here, but I chose you and I know I'm a big catch. And like all this, he told me uh, that I, how did he phrase it? I, he's, he's sure that I'm not the person I hoped I would be as a child. Like what? He just okay. Problems went off, went off on me. And I sent it to my sisters, like screenshots of it. And they just all were, they were like, who is this? This is crazy. And I mean, his red flags were kind of along these lines. For example, um, he sent me Um, something that he wrote and he asked for feedback and I gave him feedback that I felt was constructive and very honest and Mm -hmm. definitely was not a pat on the back. It's amazing. It was definitely like, I would change this in the beginning. This part didn't make sense to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't get this. I would make it, you know, and um, he just said that so many other people loved it and, Wow. He doesn't understand my notes at all. And like this famous person's team liked it. And like wow. that would have red flagged me because even if he didn't agree, oh, hell yeah. it would have been like, oh, okay, thank you. Uh, That's really immature and uh, definitely didn't – it sounds like very Trumpy. <laughs> like someone yeah, didn't was, get proper feedback from their parents. Yeah. It, it really was bizarre. And another red flag was his – his room was just not clean. I know that sounds so mom-ish, but no. I just did not feel comfortable in his room. That's – girlfriend, like I cannot – if there's any – like to anybody out there, like your gut instincts, your spidey senses are your best friend. There's a reason why you feel anxiety about X, Y, or Z. It's – you're assessing. We are creatures that are susceptible to – danger at any point, right? If you're going in a car that's going 100 miles an hour down a freeway, you're going to feel scared because it's a dangerous situation. (laughs) Your body's going to respond to that, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that there's so many situations that I look back and I'm like, why did I continue hanging out or talking with this person when clearly there's all, but like that can be so like seductive in its own way and exciting to like somebody who's naive and like ignorant, which is why the whole age thing makes me so icked out. It's like there, people take advantage of that. Like they're naive Ness and like their innocence or like they're just ignorance, right? Um, there are people who prey on that and it makes sense because they just don't know better. But over time through experience, like I think it's so important to listen to those cues of like, I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not trying to be uh, an unpleasant person. You're not and you don't owe this person anything. If you're in an environment and you're physically responding to something like there's there's something really strange here. I have 1000%. It's a story that I don't care to share on air, but I've been in Thankfully, only like in the dating universe from like apps and stuff, like only a couple times have been really, really, really uncomfortable. And that's why I think I became that much more hypervigilant when it came to even like conversations. Ooh. What could what what made me have like a red flag? I.e. the kind of photos that they have in their profile, their lack of like bio or anything when it's just blank. Like yeah. you could be either like a fake person or like you're not giving you're not giving the other person on the other side of this app a chance to like know anything about you. A, how selfish and lazy are you and or lazy are you? Put something, you know, like I just, even if they're an attractive person, I'll, no, I'm not gonna, I will not swipe right. Even if I think there's something like attractive, 
physically. Yeah. Absolutely not. Those are certain things that I was like, no, there's just not even worth. I'm not going to do more labor to like figure out if you're a sane person or not. Yeah. And so it's weird. like you said, it's, it's some, sometimes these red flags are, it, it, it really is just a gut instinct. And um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes that it's almost a subconscious thing. Like sometimes if you don't feel connected or comfortable around somebody, it yeah. has nothing to do with them. It's just, and it, and sometimes I'll pick it out. I'll say, oh, I don't really feel great about this person because he's a smoker, you know, yeah. but in reality, yeah. it's usually something deeper than that. It's usually some other thing that he said or some vibe that he's giving off that yeah. is, is not going well with me. Right. Right. And that's good that you're, that you're acknowledging that and you're giving that air to exist and not shutting it down because there's a lot of different consequences. The most benign one would be like, okay, I just have like a shitty date and like I wasted two hours of my life or you know what I mean? Like I could have been watching a really good show or like eating a good meal or just like living my life peacefully instead of this. But on the conversely, like, again, if you don't listen to those instincts, it could be way worse. And the, the statistically truth part of it is that women are way more susceptible to violence or like a really bad circumstance if they don't listen to those those instincts, right? I miss the nights when you showed me deeper, made me a believer, so I never leave. Hi, I'm Shin Yi Pai, host of the podcast Blue Suit. In a world full of stuff, what do we choose to hold on to? The Blue Suit is a podcast about commonplace objects and the people who transform them into something remarkable. From an inherited Chinese-English dictionary to an old caliphone playing records left behind by Japanese-Americans incarcerated during World War II, our podcast showcases modern-day artifacts of Asian America and what gets elevated to heirloom status. Find it by searching for The Blue Suit wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, first of all, fam, if you're a fan of the show and would like to support, consider backing us on Patreon. You can join our Discord community and get different perks by going to patreon.com slash firstofallpodcast. If you'd like to support in other ways, you can go check out firstofallpod.com or subscribe and leave a five-star rating on your favorite platform or just follow me on Instagram because I love hearing from you. Thank you all so much for the support and enjoy the show. Well, like you're saying something earlier, but made me think that same person that I said, like got so many compliments and all that stuff whenever we went out. Um, I think it like it. The main the flag that I will not I don't ever want to repeat was that we had matched before and like I had ended up dating somebody else. And then like I got off the apps and then we matched again. So then when we started dating, it was like the second time around. That we had like rematched. I think first time was on Tinder. Second time was on like Bumble or something. Yeah. So it was like a year later. And then so I was like, oh, hey. And he remembered me. It was really sweet. The, he was easy to talk to and fun and like asked me lots of questions. Very sweet. And like offered to like come pick me up, which I actually turned down because I don't want everyone to know where I live right yeah. out the gate. That's it. So I was like, no, I'll meet you there. So that's a um, – I, I appreciate that they offer, but I also think it's great to just like offer a neutral – location where we don't you know 
Yeah, don't need to do all that. Sure. Yeah. The biggest flag that I learned from that relationship that I think would have prevented like getting too invested for too long was the fact that he was very different when we chatted via text and then in person. He was really, and he's a shy, introverted guy. I could tell that, but it seemed like two very different personalities. So Weird. he was, he, he was a really like, I, I generally even like after the months that I spent with him, it didn't end the best, but like, I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think he's manipulative or like, I don't get that vibe from him. Mm. I think he had a lot of like stuff that he was working through with family and like the way he was raised and all this stuff. Still think he's like a good person also don't think the world has required him to do or try as much i think i ruffled his feathers because i demanded more um Mm -hmm. but it was just such a stark difference like online personality versus in person we did talk in person it was just such a different energy if you will like it sounded it felt like he was way more open and like chatty and laughy via text than in person he just got like really subdued (laughs) I was like, yeah, same person. <laughs> Intro- that's so. I mean, isn't that? I, I I was just about to say that's so strange, but at the same time, in a world where we are constantly communicating on social media through, uh, you know, a smoke screen, in a sense, it's mm-hmm. like we don't have to truly be who we are, and that in a you know, even if you look on my Instagram, that's only showcasing like. The abs like me on a mountain, like looking out into the sun. Like really, like I'm in my fish shirt right now, like <laughs> with a messy bun, like drinking out of a water container, just looking like a psychopath. But um, you and know, equally like- adorable and lovable. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get dressed for my avocado exchange. But um, <laughs> but it's you know it, it it's it, people don't have to. And in a weird way, I think with the app, sometimes they don't actually have to go meet somebody. It is what you were speaking about, that dopamine hit of just having somebody say they're attractive and a little bit of banter. And then when it actually comes go time to meet this person and and have some kind of deep connection, they are incapable or uninterested. Um, and yeah. finding deep connection in Los Angeles, I mean, in general, it's hard, but I feel like in LA, it's really hard. And then you know, with the apps, it's almost like too many options. Yep. Yep. It's, it's this endless, like, merry-go-round, right? And I think that creates this lack of urgency. I mean, like, yeah, I give, that's why I think going into it, understanding the landscape and like what to be reasonable about expecting is important because everybody that you are matching with, you can't guarantee, you can't assume like what matches they are not getting it's safe to assume that they have more than one and they are talking to more than just you as you yeah. are, right? Like you're probably, you know, sifting through your options and like seeing what, which ones are worth entertaining, where that fits into your busy life or not busy life, whatever. And like matching, it's it's a whole hoopla of coordination and like chance and timing, right? Yeah. So I think it's fair to have that buffer that like – um you know, it's like you're just give that it's a grace period kind of thing, like give that consideration to others. And it's not ridiculous to expect a certain level of communication or to require that level of communication to want to move forward to actually meet up with somebody. Yeah. And I think conversely, like I've definitely had a red flag where people I think, de- again, depending on vibe, 
if people are overly excited about meeting too early, that's a big red flag for me. And I've definitely had that too. There's ones that are just like overtly sexual and like dick pics and stuff. Like absolutely not. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I've gone like this actually happened earlier this year where I for like a month. Well, like I chatted with this guy and like I was being a lot more open and I was enjoying Hinge. And like this guy was just like really, really excited to meet me. I appreciate some enthusiasm. He's just like, oh, I really like your personality is so great. I love the sound of your voice. You know, that's a cool thing with Hinge. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's very like specific with like his compliments and it. I appreciated that because it showed a level of care. Yeah. And then it was just like, like it was very subtle, but he was just like too excited. Right? <laughs> he was like, oh, and this and like you're just that. And so like one would have been fine. Two is like great. And then that's enough. You know, it's not because I can't receive a compliment. It's like you're you're like really it's a little bit much right yeah and, and then and now I'm kind of as you're saying that I completely agree if somebody's super like I, I mean it's it's I it kind of sounds like it's one thing to want to meet up quickly versus be super into you quickly yeah um and like yeah. what is going on there and I wonder what is kind of like the thing behind that, like, cause obviously getting complimented by somebody is great, but if it is coming on too strong, like what, what is the kind of like underlying thing that's kind of turning us off? You know, is it, is it kind of like, maybe this person is a little bit too much in a fantasy? Like kind. sometimes I, when I, people say things, I'm like, you don't know me, man. That, yeah. Like, what do you, like, it's, it's, it's a very... I cannot say, (laughs) yeah, it's one Thank you. That's a great way to put it. I love that. It's, um, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a little like, what's, what's going on there, you know? And I'll say from my experiences and specific from this one specific one, cause we actually went on it and I was feeling a little like, uh, it's a little much like he offered to get an Uber to pick me up. And it's cause I was like, oh, I would rather just meet you there. I again, it was very gallant. Like it was, I was like, oh, and I'd been on this whole thing. I was like, I really want someone who is wanting to date and like will treat me well because I have a, you know, I have a mommy tendency in like relationships and like I end up, you know, doing the whole like I foot the bill all the time kind of. Like I've done that. I've definitely yeah. done that in the past. And I was like, it'd be really nice if somebody was willing to like think ahead for me, be Consider thoughtful, it. considerate, and act and action oriented to do that. And offer that. I so I, I was like, okay, this is a bit much, but I appreciate it. I'm just gonna go with it because I can still bounce, you know, if I need to, because we're meeting at a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. So I ended up going on the date, and we actually did he long story short, there's there's quite like he's a nice guy, really nice guy, kind person, sweet person, has definitely been through a lot, was going through a lot of drama. See, that's a huge red flag. And that's where I'm like, why did I why? I was so kind of like. I was so not enamored. I was like in love, but I was just so like, oh, he's so he's like such a sweetheart. He he's pleasantly surprised me. Mm-hmm. Where I walked in, I'm like, I don't know about this person. Maybe this is gonna be like a quick dinner and we're just gonna go home. Yeah. And the fact that we met and had this really awesome conversation, really interesting person, and I got kind of like surprised in a in a good way. When it came to that stuff, then like later on, because we went to dinner and then went to like ice cream after. At the ice cream was where like more of the drama stuff came out. And I was like, oh, you know, and at that point, it would have been wise for me to be like, all right, this dude's going through a lot, like straight up, like divorced and like baby mom and stuff with an ex, not even 
ex-wife. It's just like with an ex. So mm. that's a, another red flag for anybody. They're talking about their ex in the first date. It's it's usually, I would say, 9.9 out of 10, not a good situation. I just don't think, especially if you're saying like, oh, I'm just going through so much and stuff like that, then probably not. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. It's just probably not a good time for them to be entertaining yeah. a relationship if that's what you're looking for, you know? And even yeah. if you're not looking for it, you're probably going to have to take on some of that drama. Like you're just inviting an extension of their drama into your universe. Oh, you know? absolutely. Like it – I mean – and also, I'm the kind of person who if somebody does have a child and they're hanging out with me, I would almost think like, man, you should be hanging out with your kid right now. <laughs> how, many, <laughs> how many days do you get to see this child? You know, I, I come from a divorced family, like lots of kids grew up without a father figure. And it's always just, you know, do you want to spend the weekend with me or do you want to spend it with your kid? And obviously I want to spend it with you, but I kind of think you should spend it with your kid. And this reminds me, I went on a date on Hinge and the guy meets up for coffee. And on the first date, he tells me he has two kids. Mm. And I, I was, I was kind of like, what? And then I went back on his Hinge profile to see if he had said kids and it wasn't listed. See, that's the flag. If they're transparent about it up front, that's different. Yeah. Be transparent about it. I'm not opposed to dating somebody with children. Um, There are a lot of factors in that situation. Like I would want to know, do they have a good relationship with the the mother? Um, What age are the kids? You know, um, just I would, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't be a hard pass, but it would definitely be a difficult decision. But one that you should be aware of at the beginning, you know? Right. Absolutely. It's, I think those are key. They're key important things. If again, depending on the situation of like, are you meeting up just to like fool around? Cause that happens all the time. And that's, it's just a matter of transparency, right? Mm-hmm. When, if people are avoidant about talking, say that you are just a fool around and people don't want to have the conversation about getting, about testing results, willing to share those results. Cause everything's digital now. Don't give me this response. Like, I don't know where it is, bro. It was emailed to you. I know it was, or it was texted to you, screenshot it. And like things like that, or just, you can tell by so many different things about like avoidance. What are they, are there questions that they are not, you know, answering or that they're not asking you before they just dive right in and be like, oh my God, we should do a weekend away together. I'm like, bro, I've known you for like seven minutes. You know, like what, what are you saying? Calm Those are down. huge, like calm down. And I think the 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 dude that I was talking about with um, uh, the drama, again, he, it's real stuff. I heard him out. I don't think he was making it up. I don't think it was a good time for him to be in a relationship. And I think my vibe, I don't think he was consciously, I think he wanted like a respite, like a break from the stuff that's going on mm. to like, because being in being in a you know finding someone that's like cute and like can, you can cuddle with yeah is wonderful and like a lot of people look for those distractions sometimes yeah um, maybe they'll know that they're looking for a distraction but they are you know and long story short I'm really grateful that I went through that experience because I don't think there was too much at stake or anything but we hung out a few times um, and I did start to kind of like him but long story short my roommate got exposed to COVID, where he did get COVID. 
again, Christopher. Um, and I had a quarantine. So couldn't, Uh, couldn't meet up with him. And then literally, and he was all, you know, all about me. And, um, within five days of me having to quarantine, because I was the CDC recommended thing within five days, hadn't heard from him a peep. Cause usually it was like text blowing up my phone. How are you doing? Like, how's your day going? Right. Yeah. For I had an instinct because I know at this point I've been through through this circus so many times. I was like, there's something like interesting that's happened. And I wasn't the one to go chase. So I was like, you know what? If you're not going to reach out, it's okay. Like we're both in the understanding that like this is not serious yet, even though it feels like it's at the very, very, very beginning stages of maybe, maybe becoming serious, even though my alert was like, okay, he's a lot going on in his life. And like you don't feel 100% good about this. So I just let it lie. Yeah. Five days later. He texts me telling me he met somebody and they're going official. <laughs> like, within five, five days? days? Yeah. Within five days where like five days earlier, it was like the Minji show, you know, or like yeah, at the beginnings of the Minji. I don't know. That's and the horrors so- of dating apps though. It's like, oh, like I can't eat ice cream right now. Well, there's like 75 things I can like – it's like – they, instead of seeing where things could go with you, it's like, oh, I can't be alone for five days. And honestly, this is where I've landed. I agree with that. And like my where I've landed in life is like if that is what happened, there was a part of me that was disappointed. The rest of me was like relieved because I was like, that's wow. Wow. Oh, and like it affirmed what my instinct was telling me. I was like, there's a lot going on in this person. Yeah. Which is why I had like anxiety around it, why I didn't want to move fast. And thank God that I listened to that. I was very measured. I was like not as responsive. And I was living my life and not only fixating all my attention on this one person because I have a full life. But thank God. And it it, it served me. And I'm like, okay, do- it's like me. It was like dodged a bullet, right? Yeah. Like imagine didn't, I didn't work. need to go that. Yeah. Like imagine booking work and having to be in New York for a month dating that guy. <laughs> You know, like I say, you, you find what you're looking for. So honestly, and I don't wish ill on him. I was like, I was like, oh, wow. To me, I actually, at the end of the day, looked at it like a movie script. I was like, wow, that's a plot twist and good luck. You know, like I really wished him the best and I meant it. I was like, I am not what you're looking for because I'm not trying to be your bandaid and that's okay. And I don't know what's going to happen with this person, but see, clearly you guys are going official that this other person, this other woman's on board with you 100%. And you guys will go down that path and learn your lessons and it will be what it will be. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but there you go. And so I kind of was just like, I definitely went through being annoyed and being like, oh, this is why and like all that. But there was a lot of my ego that was just like, this is so stupid. But then I was like, no, good on him. Maybe it is his like the love of his life. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Either way, it's not what would have been good for me. Yeah. No, dating is uh, – it's it's hard to separate your ego from the reality. Yeah. Or just Absolutely. like, you know, we, are, we just aren't connecting. Yeah. Or dodged 100%. a bullet. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think we have so many different – I honestly, I feel like I have 80 more things. I was like, we covered so little ground, but I do think we covered a good amount. Is there yeah. anything else that like that's like I feel like I have so many that I can't even like pluck one out of the air. I just hope that this is helpful. Like I yeah. I would have 
I would have loved to have known. I mean, I don't think, thankfully, I didn't end up in any, I don't think any really like dangerous situations, but I definitely wasted a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> time and energy and, and emotion. But you know, it's, it's, um, I think it's good to be aware. And I hope that for anybody that listens to this, just know that if you're feeling something, it is real. And even if you think, like, I kind of go back and forth with like, am I being petty? Am I being high maintenance? Am I this or that? And the reality is it's just not a good fit. Cause it was interesting. Um, somebody brought this up. I was really annoyed by this guy cause his room was so messy mm-hmm. and his car was so messy. <clears throat> and then my friend brought up, they said, Hey, remember you used to date so-and-so? And I said, yeah. And they said he was pretty messy. And I said, I don't remember him being messy. I just, you know, I remember him being freaking awesome and like, great. So it's just, you will pick these things out that, that uh, essentially your gut's telling you something else. Cause was it the, the messiness or was it something else again? And of course, like nobody likes a messy space, clean up your stuff if you're going to have company. But, um, you know, it was just an interesting thing for my, fr- th- my friend to bring up. Cause I, I said, yeah, there, there've been some messy people in my past, especially dating touring musicians, but their mess yeah. didn't bother me because they were just so cool. Or I liked so many other great things about them. So sometimes it's just something else, but I think, uh, I don't know. I think I was very lenient with people in my past and I'm not, I'm not saying that I like choose what happens. It's really just about connecting with somebody or not, but I think it's okay to be picky and I don't know Mm -hmm. about you, but I'm at the point in my life where the next person that I call boyfriend that I'm in a serious relationship with, like I'm all in. So it's not just something where like, I hate when people say, we'll see where this goes. I mean, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we'll see where this goes, but can we both be headed on the same highway in the same direction? Like I'm totally fine if we see where this goes, but like, let's be going down the same path. (laughs) Yep, I agree. I yeah. I think that's that's a a flag of I don't know what color depending on where you are at in life. I think that's why having some level of clarity of what you're looking for. Again, like if if it's like there have been times where I'm like I'm just looking for a good time. I just want someone to hang out with today. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah. And then there's there, there's a whole even set of standards in that arena. And if it's not, um, but if you're looking for something that's, you know, supposed to become something substantial potentially, then that's totally okay. I don't think that's being picky. That's having standards. That's having safety requirements for your heart, which is yeah. your heart and your time, which are so precious. It's the most precious thing, you know? And if somebody's not out there to respect that, then you know what? Then find somebody. Again, I'm very like, if you're looking for X, like go find X. There's somebody out there who wants to give you that. There's somebody who does not, who are, who is down for a no strings attached situation. I am not she, right? Like, yeah. then leave me alone. <laughs> like, go yeah. away. I, um, I feel you. Okay. I'm going to play a little game with you. Okay. This, um, I'm going to, you can be hypothetically me. <laughs> Okay. I can see how I should behave. Um, is this a red flag to you? Hi, Minji. Okay. I um I am financially struggling right now. Um, but I have a decently stable job and I'm hoping to, you know, make some more money. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of struggling right now at the moment. 
Interesting. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, are you looking for something serious, right? Is that like what you're looking for on this app at the, at the t- at this moment? Um, I work at a bar and I make mm-hmm. pretty good money, but I mm-hmm. just um, I am having a tough time. But I'm actually like pretty happy because money money isn't you know happiness. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, how do you feel about that? I appreciate how honest you're being with me. That's honestly really – I genuinely appreciate that. And I don't know. Personally for me, I, I'm more looking for someone kind of serious that I could settle down with. I think finances are really important. It is for me to feel secure and stable. Um, so maybe right now is not the best time for you and me to date. I think you're great. Um, maybe we can revisit that later if I'm still single. I just oh – I don't gosh. I don't really feel comfortable. I'm going to <laughs> – copy that (laughs) and like learn how to lip sync and just and just say that because I've been thinking it like this sounds I I feel bad when I don't want to date somebody because they're financially unstable Mm -hmm. but it was interesting I asked my friend about this earlier and he said that he's I think he's 34 um but he said, uh, I don't feel bad about wanting to date a financially stable woman because I've just gotten to the point in my life where I just bought a house. I finally paid off my car. I've been working. He, he said for the last 10 years, he's been, you know, if, like struggling so much with money and he's just been careful and saving and working. And he's gotten to the point where he wants to want someone to meet him on his level. And he said that if he dates somebody with financial instability, it's going to, it's going to make him feel like he's reliving the last 10 years of his life that he tried to crawl out of. Wow. Yeah. Which was really well said. (laughs) That is very well said. And I will say like, I do think that there's that different nuance too of the, when we say that the bar is in hell, (laughs) when it comes to dating, it's like, historically and in a lot of circles not everyone and there's gonna be like not all men a lot have required different have feel entitled have the audacity to require certain things out of women again we're talking about cis hetero relationships historically maybe specifically Mm -hmm. millennial generation and older but like the audacity to like want things that you yourself don't provide is absurdly imbalanced i'd say more on the male side like than and women have including myself, I'm not saying all women, but a lot of women have like foolishly accommodated that. And I think this demand for equality or reciprocity or like mutual respect or having standards on both ends feels like such an offense because it has not been required yet or until recently, which is the big study that at least in social media, everyone's talking about, which is the rise in single lonely men. Because women are abstaining from dating because their their standards have been raised and men don't meet them, a lot of them. It's like having yeah. basic communication skills and having, you know, stability and being emotionally intelligent is too much to ask. And there's more women that are like, I'd rather be alone. There's an exhaustion. Again, this intolerance of like, I can't do all the heavy lifting here. If you're not going to be willing to meet me halfway, I don't know what you want from me. You want me to like take care of my body, my mind, my heart, my soul, my brain, and you won't do the same. <laughs> like, what? You know what I yeah. mean? So 
I think that it's this shift and it's uncomfortable because I think that transition is so real. Like all these different things that everyone is kind of let slide under the, be swept under the rug, right? And I'm totally guilty of that myself. It's taken me therapy and like mirror work and loving myself to like make the headway that I have mm-hmm. um, to just be like, no, and not to do it. I, I've worked hard to not punish somebody. I also don't need to like, tolerate it you know what I mean like there's the fine balance of like I'm not gonna harpoon you for it I'm also not gonna be like yeah I'll marry you and you can be a complete um you know life suck life draining you know person in my life I'm not I'm not gonna just be okay with that just because I'm not gonna like you know you want me to lower my standards like no yeah and also people are just different like one of my really close friends um has a very chill job and they don't care. Like they don't care about a, like being able to fly across America or like go on a trip to, I don't know, Tulum or whatever. Like they're just so happy with the simple things. And that's something I actually wish I could do, but mm-hmm. I'm always like, I want money to travel. I want money to, well, that's kind of like my couple's goal is having enough money to travel with my partner all over the world and do it comfortably. Like I've, you know, I've done the traveling in my twenties where I'm sleeping on floors and hostels and, you know, it's too expensive to take a cab. So I walk 16 miles. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't really want to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, And that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just such a weird way to navigate, but financially, financial stability is always strange. And I mean, even going back to my neighbor, you know, my expectations of his financial stability at 27, I'm I'm in such a different financial place than I was eight years ago. You know, I I have savings account now. I I opened a Roth IRA. I became an adult. Like, I didn't know what a Roth IRA was until two days ago. My sister Meg was always talking about them. And I I (laughs) I underheard her and I thought she said Roth areolas. I was like, what (laughs) are they? This is like a body part. Wow, there, there's a there's a Instagram series there. There's a hashtag right there. It's- I know. But you know what a green flag is? Speaking of, you just mentioned therapy. If a guy says he's in therapy, that is a green flag waving in the wind. Absolutely. I'm really appreciative. I'm very attracted to people that are growth-minded, and it doesn't always – I think therapy is great. Just an openness to it instead of like, yeah, when people shut it down or like they're very adverse to like, oh, that stuff, or in any way yeah. insinuate that, I – I've never needed I'm like, therapy. <laughs> Yeah, for me, red flag. It was like, no. And thankfully, I, I haven't encountered too many people like that ever because I think like my radar, at least even in the chat, I'm like, I'm not even going there. So yeah, that's a. I think that's a great green flag to be growth. Like when people ask like, oh, are you reading anything? Like reading is a green flag yeah. to me. Um, yeah, reading is so attractive. It's very attractive. And like having something that you care about besides just money, at least for me as a green flag, like – I, I I had to dis- – this is what I learned through experience. Like I do like people who have ambition, but for me, the way that I exist in the world, I'm not only interested in money only. Like I would love to build wealth. And I also wanted – I'm very like purpose-oriented. So I want somebody that like cares about not just being s- successful in this like archaic, stereotypical way of like having a ton of money – I think traveling is amazing, but like also, do you have something bigger that you want to contribute to? Do you want to help? 
alleviate hunger? What do you want? Like, do you care about anything besides just like getting the nice car, like keeping up with the Joneses? Like, great. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, and if you're good at that, good on you. I'm not going to knock you for that. But to me, it's not a red flag, but a green flag is like somebody who's like, oh, I, who has empathy for humanity, for the climate, for anything, animals. I don't know. <laughs> like something mm-hmm. that's like not just. I like really get in my new car. Like, cool. Yeah. Just passion and empathy for people and for life. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like super attracted lately. And I don't know if it's just because I'm I'm in my mid thirties now is like guys who are super family oriented or like talk about their family in a really beautiful way. Like talk about their sisters or talk about their parents or their parents relationship or wanting kids or, you know, if a guy's like, I just spent the weekend at my little nephew's birthday party. I'm like, Oh my gosh, tell me more. That is, that is very, very cute. 100% green flag. Yeah. It's like like they care about their family and they have a community and they, they have connection with people that they love. And it's just, it's, you know, things like that are so special. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love that we're ending on like green flags because there are those things. And that's why I think for me, the intention with like sharing the red flags is like a warning sign because people, here's also the thing I've learned is like people learn through experience. And so I cannot rescue everybody or like save them from like their bad mistakes or anything like that. Mistakes also have their value too. I think repeat offenses, uh, just coming from my experience of like, There's so many red flags that I look back and I was like, I just kept bypassing them. I just kept going. I just kept like, okay, well, yeah, we'll see. I'm like, no, honey. And so I'm glad that I'm a place where I'm like, I don't need to repeat it. If you got to experience it to learn, that's totally fair. The more you repeat it, I just feel like it's, it becomes like a drain of like, not only time and energy, but like your spirit diminishes, you know, your belief in love can really die because you're just constantly like. Lowering your frequency. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. And then you start attracting more and more of those types of people. And and ultimately, like, you let people treat you how – what's that perks of being a wallflower? You accept the love you think you deserve. I mean, ultimately, that is what it is. And I I was talking to my friend um, the other day who's who's been on the app game. And I told her, you know, I went to this bar and then the bill was like over a hundred dollars. And it was just really unexpected. I didn't know it was so expensive. And she said, you paid for the bill? And I said, yeah. And she said, I never pay for the bill. And she said, I just won't. Like I... If, and if a guy takes me out, he's taking me to dinner. He's not taking me to some drink and like, he's taking me to dinner. He's picking up the bill and he's going to like, treat me like a lady. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. there is that kind of, and she wasn't saying it in like a prissy, prissy high mate. Like she's just, it was just a standing in your worth and she's a amazing person and I, there was just something so, I mean, it was attractive to hear from her. I was like, oh, whoa, okay, if I, if I, as your friend, like I'm going to pick you up and, and take you to tacos as well. Like, just, exactly. you know, yeah, so let me take you out. Yeah. It was just, it wasn't too much. It was just like, Hey, I'm a great person. If you want to spend time with me, like take me out, show me some, a, a little bit of, you know, time spent into this evening and I will do the same for you. Yeah. Um, That effort and that care goes such a long way. And there's that whole saying that goes, that floats around now. Like if he wanted to, he would, 
right? And there's like motivation involved in that. And it's like, fine, if you want to be completely non-committal and non, non-effort, there's somebody out there who's going to be okay with that. I don't, I'm, me personally as Mindy doesn't, I don't want a girl to be okay with that, but I am not her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that took me years and years and years and years to be like, I think I'm worth putting some attention to and care in, you know, I am worth, yeah. I'm a great conversationalist. I'm an amazing person. I do good in this world. I put effort into keeping myself healthy and, you know, as attractive as I can be to be confident in my skin. That takes a lot of effort and care on my part for myself to do that, to want somebody to reciprocate that or to match that. That's not a big ask. I do that, you know? And I think people who can stand in that, like exactly what you said, you will attract that. And that's a really beautiful thing. And like, it takes practice. It takes a lot of that inner work that it's like, it's called inner work because it's work, girl. Like it's so much yeah. care and effort and habit and practice that you have to cultivate through like stuff that you don't like, like drinking your freaking water and exercising and meditating and whatever it is, right? Like cutting out toxic. It's not, it's not easy. It takes work. But the like results of that is that you have more respect for yourself. You are able to discern, not only identify it, but like not allow yourself to be gaslit or like be called dramatic or like your high maintenance when you're just wanting like some basic respect and courtesy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can differentiate that and then stand in that and be like, no, I disagree with that. Respectfully, no, or disrespect, yeah. whatever it calls for. Be like, uh, that's not, that's not how this goes in my universe. Like you take care, you don't even have to be belligerent about it because safety is a big thing. And when you make a crazy, there are crazy men out there, crazy people yep. who will, that's why I try not to even give my number away too quickly. Learning yeah. that. Uh, if they want to get into my Instagram, they're asking for snap. Sorry, the la- last minute red flag snap. I- asking for snap. A, I'm not 12. And like B, like what is the purpose of snap? It's to like send yeah. nudes and like send stupid shit that you want to disappear. It's not 2004. Like it's what not. are we doing? <laughs> yeah. It's like – so things like that. I just uh, – you know, being aware of that to be able to have worked on the love, self-love part to show up so that I can be – an, a healthy participant and whatever's going to go forward. Like yeah. that's hopefully what I, I want to encourage people to, cause that's the counterpart of like how to really avoid the red flags is to have self-love. It's to have a level of self-worth and confidence to be able to say no yeah. or like, no, thank you. Right. Like it's not to be. Yeah. And no. sometimes it's practice. Like it has been practice for me literally to say Hey, actually, Santa Monica is really far from me. Do you mind if we meet in North Hollywood? Like that—that mm-hmm. that took so much for me to ask that, and I don't—I don't know if it's yeah. my Korean side that's like, don't ask anybody to do anything. But I'm sure it is. You know, that's hard for me to say. Which it's—I'm not asking for anything crazy, but it's been. You know, when I send a text like that, I'm like, oh, it's so weird. Like, but I mean, now at this point, I'm kind of like, if you pick somewhere in Santa Monica, I'm gonna just not go at all. (laughs) Good for you, Dia. Good. I'm so happy to hear that. And I'm glad that you're sitting in that discomfort to like, to know your worth and to ask for what you want. That is so important. I am here for it. I will like, I will gas you up to no end for that. Cause I think that that is something that will attract a great guy. Honestly, it'll be like, Oh, this, this is, she's a cool chick. She knows she's gorgeous and talented. And like, I will absolutely meet her halfway or more. Like I'll go out of my way for her because she's wonderful. And yes, queen. 
Ah, uh, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just saying facts. That's all. I'm not saying. I'm just. Questions. I'm gonna listen to this before I go out on my next adventure. I, I call them <laughs> adventures now. You know, everyone dates adventures. If the and hopefully you know words have power. We can say adventures. Like we'll hopefully say it's like a fun adventure, so that it doesn't turn. Yeah, the other it's end. gonna be like Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones, or is it exactly the jungle? <laughs> Exactly. Those are very different adventures. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I'm so glad we got to talk about this. I I feel like we have scratched, not scratched the surface. I think we got a good amount of stuff out there, but there's always more to uncover. And I'm really excited for the next adventure you go on. I will 1000% be texting you to follow up. Yes, I will let you know. Thank you. Good Um, luck, everyone. Seriously, good luck. <laughs> Last thing that I ask for uh, all my guests in, lately is uh, three lightning round questions. Are you ready and willing yes. and available to answer these? Yep. Do, does this where I just answer as quickly as possible? Yeah, whatever's top of mind. Okay. Okay. First question. Dia, what are you grateful for? Uh, my family. I love it. I love your family. Um, two, what are you looking forward to? Uh, honestly, spending time with my family. <laughs> Good. Yay. That's awesome. I hope you have a great time. And last but not least, what would you like to leave our audience with today? Um, I would like to leave the audience with um, whatever you're scared to do or start, whether it's write a poem or write a song or write a screenplay or just join the soccer team or start karate, like just do it because I've, I've been finding in my own work that the second that I actually put pen to paper or start on the path, like things start to work. And mm. I just have so much trust in once you begin the process, things start to kind of align for you. And I, um, I think I sent you this quote the other day, but the work you do works on you. Like if once yeah. you begin I, I have so much trust that I don't know if it's a spiritual thing where the universe is like, oh, oh, they're starting the thing. Like everybody get to square one. You know, it just it feels like that sometimes. So whatever you're hesitant to start or procrastinating, just do it because you can do it. And things will start to line up to push you along once you tell the universe that like you're doing it. Get in line. <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, so great. Well said and perfect advice and a great way to close out today. Um, thank you, Dia. I love you yeah, so much. You. And I'm so love glad we too. got to chat about this. This was honestly so helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day and date and enjoy your avocados. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in for this week's episode of First of All with Dia Frampton talking about red flags and dating. Dia, I'm, I got to follow up with you. I want to know how everything went with the avocados, with the neighbor guy. I'm going to get the tea. But in the meantime, you guys need to follow along with Dia's journey and her music and her art. She is an emerging screenwriter. She's an actor. So much cool stuff that she's creating. So please go check it out. Um, on Instagram, it's at Dia Frampton. All the links will be in the description. And yeah, stay tuned for more adventures. Thank you to Marvin Yue, my audio engineer and producer. Thank you to Priska, my 
current producer helping me close out season three. Thank you to Juliana Deer, my social media manager. I love you guys so much. Thank you for helping me keep the show going. And thank you to my Patreon family. You guys are amazing. Thank you for keeping the microphone on. If you'd like to support the podcast, please go to firstofallpod.com and you can find all the links to how you can support the channel. And you can follow along at First of All Pod um, or Minjeezy on Instagram. Love to see you there. If you have any questions, any comments, any stories you want to share, email me at firstofallpod at gmail.com. You can find First of All Podcasts on all the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio Public, Spotify, everywhere. And yeah, if you want to share, please do share with a friend. The more we, the more we know in Shooting Star. If you enjoyed the episode, please do leave a five-star review. Helps all the other folks out there find the podcast easier. It means a lot to me. Um, and yeah, this week's intro music was provided by Uzuhan with the song Uzu Trap. And the outro this week is a really, really beautiful new artist that I discovered. Um, her name is Simone Cardoso. And her song, Home to Me, is our outro. Um, if you guys want to know or listen to all the different songs that are featured on First of All, you can find it on Spotify and First of All Podcast Playlist. And yeah, that's it for me this week. Have an amazing day. A great day. No, just a good day. <laughs> and uh, take care of yourselves. Be good to yourself. And I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. And we're the hosts of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Each month, we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a variety of genres, including contemporary and historical fiction, sci-fi and fantasy, romance and cozy mysteries, and so much more. Our past book club picks have included Pachinko by Minjin Lee, Patron Saints of Nothing by Randy Ribeye, Grace of Kings by Ken Liu, and The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang. Every month, we also go through the latest news in Asian American literature, as well as chat with some awesome Asian authors about their works. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com, and you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.
Hey, Sharon. Hey, Remen. How are folks still racist? I know, right? We're like two decades into the 21st century. Yeah. And second question, where's my jetpack? Well, I can't help you there, but have I got a podcast for you. Modern Minorities is a show where each week, my longtime pal Remen and I uncover common and uncommon truths that we all need to hear for our majority brains and ears. Yeah. Sharon and I have spoken to doctors, lawyers, directors, climate activists, angry Asians, athletes, chefs, writers. Folks who are black, brown, gay, straight, and everything in between. Past guests have included comedian Margaret Cho, Southern Poverty Law Center journalist Geraldine Mariba, comics creator Jean Lunyang, and many, many more. We've even talked about Ramadan, Black History Month, Kamala Khan, and Robin being queer. It's like we're trying to solve racism with the podcast. Challenge accepted. So check out Modern Minorities at modmypod.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Remember, we're all modern minorities, but we're no one's model minority. Thank you.